2: Welcome to the Ian weekly show. And this is your host Todd DeVoe with Dan Scott and today As we go into National Preparedness Month a little deeper and and looking at community uh, groups and and organizations, uh, we have an interesting one here, too, called Itima, and we'll get into that in a second. So I'd like to welcome everybody here to Titan HST's uh, sponsoring us. It's awesome to have us a sponsor. And Titan HST, for all your emergency communications needs, go to TitanHST.com for more information and let them know that you heard about it here on the Ian Weekly Show. So, Dan. How you doing, man?
1: Doing well. Good morning. Thanks for having me back again as your co-host.
2: Yeah, no problem. It's always so, a
1: pleasure of my Thursday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mine, mine too. So, as we're looking for organizations, and this is uh, for that you know the focus here on emergency or national preparedness month, um, a friend of mine, the guy who I've done some work with, uh, Jake uh, from. Um, uh from long beach fire department he's like yeah he goes i got this great organization so i take a look at this i'm like oh awesome jake i want to have you on the show he's like yeah we're all for the show awesome he calls me last minute he goes uh hey man got some bad news i'm heading up to the fires i'm like oh i'm like dude you can't just do this to me and he goes but i tell you what he goes, i got somebody who'll be able to step in and it's uh, Dory. And so Dory, she gets thrown under the bus at the last second here. She's here with us. Uh, I would love to do a better introduction to Dory than I can. But Dory, you know what? Since Jake threw you under the bus, I, I want to give you a couple seconds. Explain to me why you're here with us today and, and how I learned some cool stuff about you regarding when we did the whole CERT conference, the National CERT conference. I want to learn more about you. So, Dory, tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. And I'll, I'll try to do justice uh, filling in for Jake at the last minute, but he owes me. So um, that's always good because I will definitely uh, uh, take advantage of that later. Uh, my name is Dory Beets, and I serve um, as emergency manager for my tribe, the Tuolumne Band of Miwok Indians. Um, I'm located in Central Sierra of California, about two hours east of uh, San Francisco, above Yosemite National Park. And as an emergency manager, I also serve as the CERT program manager and CERT instructor. Um, And through ITEMA, which is a national tribal emergency management association, um, Jake and I uh, go out and work and and really advocate uh, both preparedness and response and recovery um, to tribal communities not only in California but across the country so um, i I do a lot of instruction um, with that um, and uh, that's kind of my role with antima
2: That's awesome you know one of the reasons why I think uh, specifically for our show here today why ITMA, uh kind of hits home a little bit is dan scott our our Smiling friend over here in the in the corner, um, he is actually a member of the Choctaw, Choctaw Nation as well, or I should not as well, I guess a different nation, but as Choctaw Nation uh, out of Oklahoma. He's done a lot of work, um, in tribal emergency management, so it's right up Dan's alley. So Dan, I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this because, uh, yeah.
1: Well, good morning, uh, Dory. So, yeah, so I, so as he said, I, I, uh, so I'm I was born in Oklahoma and I'm a member of the uh, Choctaw tribe. Um, uh, I actually work, as he mentioned, uh, across the the country, um, mainly uh, in um, tribal gaming and and making sure that uh, the casinos and other other aspects of business that are owned by tribes are. Properly being uh, planned, trained, and and have someone who can develop an emergency management program for those individuals. So it was it was great. It's great to have you on the show today. It's definitely um, an initiative that I believe in. Um, um, being a uh, tribal uh, myself, so let's uh, let's talk about ITEMA. So um, uh, can you can you give us a little background on, on ITEMA?
0: Sure. Um, ITMO was created uh, really um, by a group of tribal individuals who uh, had worked in some form of emergency management. Obviously, Jake um, in fire um, and other uh, tribal uh, individuals throughout the United States who saw the value at creating an organization that could provide assistance um, to tribal communities, uh, not only in the preparedness side, um, but response side, um, recovery side, kind of developing a whole community. Um, and many of those individuals um, created um, ITIMA um, out of the necessity to create a national tribal organization um, that had tribal individuals who had boots on the ground experience, um, who weren't just writing or talking about, um, but who had lived um, in their tribal communities, who had been through disasters, who understand that cultural context Um, that occurs sometimes in our tribal community that's different when a disaster occurs, Um, how you have relationships with the tribal council, um, how you understand just the mechanism, but also to uh, maybe the history that is associated um, with lack of trust of outside um, organizations that might come in to assist tribal communities. And so ITIMA was really created uh, um, by that group of individuals um, who thought it was important um, to provide a resource, uh, also to be a voice um, and to help connect and prepare our communities uh, for what was to come. So that's a little bit about ITima.
1: So Iteama, I you know, that's a, it's a great, it's a great initiative. It's a great uh, organization to have some a place to go to. Uh, one of the areas that I found uh, as in my works with with tribes is that uh, there is a lot of distrust in In, in me looking the way I look. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the I'm the white man walking in the door, um, but I was able to build a trust immediately by saying, "Hey, I'm tribe. I, you know, I belong to Choctaw tribe. You know, and I, I, you know, so I could relate to them, and that opened up a little bit of the trust level and exchange that we could have. So that's it's great to have that because there is a little bit of distrust, especially when it comes to government. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, one of the areas, and this is a shortfall that I found. Um, so I would like to ask you how, how you address this, especially when you said whole community, because whole communities, it's a big thing, especially when we think about tribes is, is, um, and this is, was a disconnect that I found. And we see, and it's not just in tribes, it's everywhere. There's a disconnect as far as um, the national level to the individual level. Um, but as I said, I worked in, um, tribal gaming. What's the, is uh, there, is there a, is there a, is there a do you incorporate the tribal gaming aspect of it, or is it just all tribe tribe as a nation?
0: Um, yes, absolutely. On the tribal gaming side, um, I I agree with uh, the comments you made. Uh, um, I, as as an emergency manager for my tribe, I felt that there were things that are happening in the tribal community for preparedness, per se, developing emergency plans that were centered more towards the environmental side and didn't look at the business side as well. And so whole community means anything that sits within the tribal purview, right? So whether it's trust land or fee land or a business entity, um, maybe the tribe owns, our responsibility as a tribal government is to provide for everybody in that Um, So when I talk about whole community, I think um, that's what we're striving for is to get our tribal communities to understand that you can have an emergency management plan for your casino. But guess what? If it gets evacuated now comes onto tribal land and we need to figure out how to best interact um, with that impact. It's not just a singular. It has to be those plans have to be developed um, whole community wide um, that encompasses every aspect of the of the tribe
1: and that's one area that too that that you know it's interesting because not all tribes are the same size not all tribes you know um are, work the same way not all tribes have emergency managers uh, so it's it's great that your tribe is uh, my tribe has an emergency manager as well and you know it, but not all tribes do and not all tribal uh, gaming uh, facilities have someone that's in control of their safety and and emergency preparedness and so it's 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 an initiative that definitely needs to be pushed but it's an education process as well so let me ask so let's talk about so as a step what steps is ITEMA, uh taking uh, to develop the continual growth of the EM profession within the tribe, tribal um, community itself?
0: Good question. Um, yeah, ITEMA really, uh, as I said, promotes educating. And, and you raise a very good uh, point that a lot of tribes don't have designated emergency managers. Um, it may just come out of, uh, you know, somebody uh, willing to take on that added Um, tasks, which is really actually how I started. I I will say I'm a 15 year member of the National Ski Patrol. So I had a little bit of a kind of, you know, I want to help people uh, side of it before I got involved in tribal emergency management. And um, I think ITEMA really promotes uh, educating our tribal communities and our tribal leadership that there is a necessity to having designated individuals who get trained, but also incorporate and learn uh, from a tribal centric. And and no offense to an, our non-native employees or individuals that come in to consult and help our tribal communities. It really takes those of us, Daniel, like, you know, who are tribal, who maybe live in our community to truly understand how our community might react in a particular situation. And it's always changing. It's very dynamic in tribal communities. Um, And so getting somebody that uh, um, takes that role and and ITEMA really encourages to identify those individuals um, within a tribal community who have an interest Um, who are going to be there for the long haul um, and understand the long-term value of creating those emergency plans um, uh, to better that community that they serve there. So, um, ITEMA does uh, push for technical assistance, for training, uh, making sure our tribal uh, entities have access. Um, There's a lot of training out there that sometimes we don't um, it's gotten better, um, but uh, for example, like in the fireside of it, getting um, folks uh, qualified or what they used to call red card um, so that they can go out and be a part of understanding um, the ICS system and being involved in local community or regional uh, disaster uh, efforts, um, whether it's fire, flood, uh, pandemic, (laughs) so that um, um, we can better uh, engage our tribal members and those individuals who are responsible um, for encouraging tribal governments to approve plans and participate in plans and develop plans.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's a great point. I and I know uh, Todd has some questions specifically related to uh, the preparedness and and building some of those the the, the training aspect of it. But um, as as I move on to uh, think about the uh, a lack sometimes of information that that people under don't understand that what's available to them. And this is I mean it, when, it, when we talk about it, tribal as well, but um, in general, some there's just so much out there that people can. Um, that that is available to people that they don't really seek because they don't know what's there. So it's an education process that I feel uh, we as the emergency managers and the professionals need to educate those and let them know these things are available to them uh, as relates to, you know, uh, tribal, uh, Grants that are there, uh, that are specifically for tribes to, to utilize for mitigation and training and and other aspects of that, even education. Uh, there are uh, tribal community colleges uh, that uh, have programs that could that could benefit them and help them bring it back to their tribe and and build a build a stronger um, X Y Z whatever that program may be. So, um, saying that, um, what are, what are your thoughts on um, the? The advertising of these programs or at least letting people know, Hey, these programs exist. If you have an emergency manager driving a program and you have plans in place that qualify you to for these grants.
0: Yeah. Um, I, uh, wholeheartedly agree. Obviously, um, uh, my you know years as an emergency manager, I've learned a lot um, how to look for uh, training, writing grants to get equipment and access to training. Um, but one of the things that ITMA definitely does um, is try to promote where you can get that information or how you can take advantage of that. But there are um, you know like in any profession, um, I think from a tribal emergency management side of it, we do still have to work better at talking to each other. And relying on the fact that we have those opportunities. Um, BIA has a national uh, TAC-G call uh, uh, sometimes uh, at least once a month if not uh, when disasters whether it's hurricanes or wildfires uh, depending on the region where they throw everybody on a call and all the emergency managers and tribes and other um, entities, whether it's IHS or uh, EPA or uh, BIA or DOD, whoever it may be, they can provide assistance um, to tribes in, in when that disaster is occurring. And those uh, opportunities are great for those emergency managers that don't know where to go. Um, I will tell you from a personal experience when I first got involved, um, we had a very large fire here in California in 2013 called the Rim Fire. At that particular time, it turned out to be the third largest wildfire in California. Well, now it's, I think, eight or nine, Um, but it impacted our tribal community. And I was brand new as an emergency manager. And I was like, ah, what do I do? And so Jake was like one of the first people I called. And then all of a sudden, you know, that um, tree of friends we have in tribal emergency management were calling and the folks that we had developed relationships um, in the federal government or the state government or the local government um, started to come forward and say, "Hey, what do you need? What do, what can we get you?" And I'm like, "I don't know what I need." <laughs> so, um, but now I know what I need when I uh, uh, when we have a disaster. So I'm I'm ready to strike um, and take advantage of some of those resources that are out there. But I would just say, encouraging tribal emergency managers and um, those individuals who are getting involved in it to seek those out. Reach out. I team is a great resource. There's other organizations that are out there um, that can can pinpoint you uh, uh, to places where you can get information and get that training that that you need uh, to better and prepare your community.
2: All right. We're going to take a quick break right, right now. Right. But when we come back, there's two things I want to talk about. One is I want to talk about certain listos. And All the right. other is I want to talk about the difference in the processes within, in the Indian tribes compared to uh, states. All right. Are you looking for that bag to Are you looking for that bag that helps you keep organized as you travel around? Something you could carry with you every day. Well, VanQuest was founded with a simple mission: build the toughest bags and packs for you to carry every day, to so organized and prepared. VanQuest has been making the ultra durable bags and packs since 2011, and their bags and packs are trusted by the, of the FBI, U.S. Secret Service, and U.S. SOCOM. That's the U.S. Special Operations Command. Their bags and packs offer the best organization for the user from the experience, such as the high visibility interior for the users. I'm telling you something, I love that orange inside the bag because I could find the things I need quickly. I love my VanQuest bag. Don't forget, they offer free shipping, 100-day return guarantee, and a lifetime warranty. And if you put in Weekly, all caps, all one word, you get 10% off your total purchase. The Outer Limit Supply Company was founded on the idea of providing high-quality first aid kits. Their goal is to supply the life-saving equipment you'll need to mitigate the majority of medical or traumatic injuries often seen during austere conditions. Whether it is when you are on the outdoor adventure or your team has responded to a major crisis, the Outer Limit Supply Company provides practical, user-friendly, first aid, Trauma kits that anyone can use. If you enter EM Weekly at checkout, you'll receive twenty percent off your purchase. So go to www.outerlimitsupply.com today. And everybody, thank you so much for uh, listening to those sponsors. You know, without them, we can't really uh, bring a quality program that we have right now. And so, so Dory, before we went on the break, I. First, all, I want to get into this. So we were talking offline regarding the uh, CERT programs. Um, Listos, you and I, uh, we're part of the national conference down in San Diego. Uh, what was it was like two years ago now, I think. And, you know, so obviously it's something that's important to the community. But I I was excited to find out that you guys, you guys have a grant. Tell me a little bit about that process and, and what you're going to do with that.
0: Yeah, so we're really excited. Obviously, CERT, uh, which stands for Community Emergency Response Teams, um, is huge in ITEMA. Um, It's actually where I first met Jake. He was my uh, instructor when I took the basic back in 2012. Um, And so um, uh, ITEMA um, wrote uh, in for a grant, uh, California and the governor, um, through their Preparedness for All campaign, Um, this last year uh, committed a lot of money um, and funding to go out and really get all communities prepared no matter who they were. And uh, we were the only tribal organization that was awarded uh, a portion of the grant to specifically go to tribal communities um, and do preparedness and CERT specifically training. And so through Listos, California, which They changed um, the uh, title Preparedness for All to Listos, California, and Listos meaning ready, um, because there were a lot of uh, underserved non-English speaking communities as well throughout California, um, that they saw a value in in teaching for preparedness. Um, California is, uh, um, you know, receives a lot of uh, different disasters um, throughout the years and more, more so every year. Uh, whether it's earthquake, floods, fires, um, and now obviously a pandemic. And so making sure all communities um, are out there um, and prepared. Um, And so through our grant, um, ITima is committed to providing um, listos or preparedness, the five steps to preparedness uh, webinars. You can go to um, atimaorg backslash 2020 um, and sign up and be a part of webinars. We actually have one tonight. Um, at seven and eight uh, Pacific uh, time, um, you can register, and it takes about thirty minutes. Um, when we go through kind of basic five points of preparedness. Um, you know, getting ready, having a plan. Um, you know, having a pack. Um, uh, you know, talking to your family, um, and so it's really important um, that we reach out uh, um, as many individuals and in tribal communities. Um, As possible. You don't have to be a member of a California tribe to participate um, in the webinar. Um, The focus is obviously in California, um, but we want to make sure folks are taking advantage um, of these five points of preparedness. And um, because of COVID, um, our certs in class uh, basic courses um, have kind of stopped uh, um, because we can't teach. Um, the uh, in-class portion currently right now, um, but uh, through Cal volunteers, uh, our friend Suva um, and through Cal OES, um, they are moving cert. Uh, you can take the online course through the University of Utah um, and then join the in-person as we start to get back to normal and able to do some of those in-person classes. So ITIMA will be doing cert uh, classes um, you know, in, in, in a smaller scale, Um, to those individuals um, that need the um, hands-on portion, the skills portion of the cert um, so that we can continue. And we'll be doing that um, in October and in November and as long as we can um, until we get back to being able to run a cert program all in person. So um, that's a little bit about Listo's uh, California and the grant that ITMA has received.
2: That's great. And, you know, and, and California is doing a great job as far as putting money into those community programs uh listos again um is basically was created for non-english speakers mostly spanish at the beginning um where it was preparing small groups quickly uh for disasters so not like the large full-scale cert classes um and that has been um, expanded into i know uh, mandarin um, and a couple other languages too. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I think it's like five languages right now that they're they're doing this program, and so it's a kind of a cool program. So those who are not in California would like to learn more about Listos, um, you can reach out to uh, Suvate um, over at uh, Cal Volunteers, and he'll be more than happy to. I'll, I'll put his personal telephone number down there. No, it's just there joking. you go. <laughs> I won't do that to you. was <clears throat> a great guy, and I wouldn't do yeah. that to him. But yeah, so he's a he's a great guy, and he'll give you more information than you want. So, uh, so kind of moving on to the relationship between the tribes, um, and government, right. And when I say government, I'm talking about non-tribal government. Um, so it's kind of a, kind of a, a for me, it's weird. I'm, I'm and that's why I'm asking the question. So there are times when the California tribe, for instance, would fall under the state of California, um, when we're doing things. And then there's times when the tribe. Really doesn't need to worry about California. They could go directly to the federal government. How does how do you how do you work that out? Like how do you know when you're going to say, "Hey, we're going to declare, or proclaim through the state," compared to declaring directly to FEMA? And how do you get your money? Like, because I know like local government goes to the state. How does this how does this work? Tell me. Yeah. Well,
0: um, it has uh, definitely gotten better because you only had one choice before, unless you had you met the very large thre- uh, threshold. So through the Stafford Act. Um, It allows tribes to directly now uh, uh, go through uh, through the president and and through the federal side for a disaster declaration. Um, And a tribe really has to look at what some of the values and the benefits are, right? Um, Going directly through uh, uh, means that you as a tribe have to understand and be prepared and capable to do the mass amount of paperwork that's involved with getting your money. Um, When you go through the states, um, you don't have to do as much um, because they're doing a lot of the paperwork for you on your behalf. You're still having to get that information. So there's and and the benefit to doing one or the other may be a little bit more uh, uh, direct money um, or the fact that you just want to emphasize the direct relationship as a tribal government, as a sovereign has with the United States. Um, and some tribes choose not to go through the state simply because they feel that, well, wait a minute, we are, above the state, we aren't below the state. Um, Our particular tribe um, has never uh, had enough of of what we consider a financial threshold impact uh, um, and knock on wood, Um, we're very thankful that we haven't had that, that um, through our disasters we've gone uh, through our local and through the state um, and filed um, that way. Um, But there are many tribes within the state of California that have decided to go direct um, and declared and they will go through the FEMA process. Um, so it's really, um, it's, it's great that we have a choice now. I think that is the number one. Um, but as Danny will tell you, as an emergency manager, there's things that we have to understand. And we get very uh, involved with our fiscal side of the tribe, um, because there's a lot of record keeping that has to occur. A lot of things that you have to do from the very get-go. And I use just as an example of the, the COVID pandemic for us. We uh, uh, you know uh, were shut down as many other tribal governments were. Uh, we activated our EOC. So the minute we went from daily operations to emergency operations, Everybody's filling out 214s, everybody, the copier log, everything that we have to do to then turn around and give it to our fiscal so that we can apply for reimbursement um, Mm -hmm. as a part of that disaster. And so if you don't do those things, you can't get that money. So you have to understand. And I think that's where um, the training and the exposure for our tribes to understand um, that they have to in turn. create processes internally um, and um, that fit, So it's easier to recoup that money because we, we believe that um, our communities are just as valuable as the city government next to us or the County we sit in or the state we sit in. Um, but we also unfortunately have to play a little bit by their rules, which means we need to understand that system.
2: Now, do you build relationships um, like a city does for instance um, with, with the County directly you know are you are you guys like in orange county specifically and, and i could talk a little bit about that is that we have like you know the operational area and all the cities you know we meet monthly and we kind of discuss these things we have all these different partners that come in do you guys um work like that through ITMA or other organizations or is it tribe to tribe to how they function between the county government and the tribal governments
0: so I'll answer that in twofold. One, I'll, I'll talk specifically about Tuolumne and how we do it, and then what, what Itima does advocate um, and help educate uh, tribal communities. Um, for Tuolumne, um, I am very proud to say that we have one of the best relationships with our county uh, government, um, that uh, uh, more than most tribes in California do. Um, so as an emergency manager, I'm the direct link, and I sit at the table, uh, meaning when there's a disaster, um, I have... County OES colony, sheriff colony, our uh, uh, unit chief for CAL FIRE colony, Um uh, But we do a little bit differently because um, we are very proactive. And I truly believe in those cross jurisdictional relationships. And it's so important for tribes to develop those relationships before the disaster occurs. Mm-hmm. And um, we were lucky before the Rim Fire um, that we had developed those relationships. When I have emergency management training, I invite all of those local partners. They come. When I do a tabletop on active shooter, they come because we are a public law 280 state, so criminal jurisdiction and law enforcement. Um, We want to make sure that we have a relationship with them. When it comes to evacuation, um, during the Rim Fire, sitting in the uh, uh, EOC, uh, the sheriff walks over uh, to the tribal security chief and I says, how do you want to do this? Do you want us to come on there or can you handle evacuating? And we looked at each other and we're like, oh no, 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 no. We do not want outside mutual aid sheriff from another county coming onto trouble lands telling people to get out. It's not gonna go over very well. (laughs) And so we had, we have a verbal agreement that we will take care of our hundred plus homes. We will work in concert with uh, the sheriff's office onto the direction, are you taking the left when we come out of the res or are we taking a right depending on the emergency? Uh, we have RV resort, we have the casino, we have, you know, a gas station. Um, and so uh, we have a great relationship um, that some tribes in our in our state do not have with their countering, uh, counterparts. Uh, um, and partly is that is because we have come to the table. Um, we have asked to sit at the table. We are a partner. Um, we've held incident command posts on tribal land. Um, our hotel has housed uh, Cal OES and Cal Fire. Uh, folks when there's a disaster. Um, So we work in concert with them. And, and um, to the second point, ITMA really uh, promotes that. And we want to encourage tribal communities to develop those relationships prior to disaster, not when everything's going down, because everybody's, you know, it's, that's not the time to do that. Um, And those relationships have to be nurtured consistently, um, because sheriff's officers change. We do once a year training about EVAC points and addresses and, you know, where our land uh, 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 boundaries are. So they understand um, and and what the protocol is and cultural differences might be. Um, and so, as I said, um, when they're getting ready to declare from the Board of Supervisors, their uh, uh, CIO calls me and says, hey, Dory, we're gonna do this. Do you, you, you wanna be added onto it? Are you guys being impacted by that? So we work really in concert together. And that's what ITEMA really promotes is how you develop those relationships. Um, I will say also too, that during an event and a disaster, it's so important to understand that you have friends out there in Indian country um, who can help you. And I personally have gone to multiple fires. I'm a liaison officer trainee um, that has been called out on multiple fires, um, specifically when it impacts tribal communities, um, whether it's location of shelters uh, for Red Cross and evacuation with those sheriffs uh, who maybe don't understand, the state will call me in or the feds will call me in or another tribe will come and say, hey, can we borrow you for two weeks, come help set up an EOC um, during the event of a disaster. So ITEMA really promotes that, um, that we have resources that if you need something, we can help you.
1: That's what is important the- too. Okay. Connect- I'm sorry. <clears throat> that's important because one of the, and that's, a, and that's actually an unpopular, uh, you know, thing when you walk into, when you walk into them and you start telling them how important it is. Uh, to work with the other jurisdictions and and, and and invite others in and be a part of uh, the outside. Um, as I mentioned earlier, not all the, the tribes are the same size. Some of them have their own police department. Some of them have their own fire department. Others don't have and rely heavily on the outside to come and aid them um, when something happens. So these partnerships that you build ahead of time um, will develop such a, much of a strong response but also the, the the long-term benefits to the tribe and the jurisdiction itself are you know unmeasurable
2: yeah. well, I was gonna ask what are the what's the biggest challenge that you have regarding like getting the tribes to be involved with itima and then getting them to be trained up to uh, you know the the the, the Stafford act um, you know requirements.
0: I, I think, um, and Daniel has mentioned this, in, in the difference of sizes of tribal communities, those that have robust emergency management, whether it's fire, law enforcement, uh, emergency managers dedicated, um, is really trying to get tribes to dedicate some funding um, and prioritize emergency management as a necessity. And the only way that you can actually uh, uh, get those individuals dedicated um, is to put some funding set aside or find grant funding to make sure um, that you can um, have uh, dedicated individuals um, who, who have access to that training. And, I, and so one of the things that we've always promoted is really educating tribal council or tribal leadership about the importance of designing emergency management. As Daniel said, not every tribe has an emergency manager some tribes multitask their staff members. You, you know, you might have uh, folks that are working uh, on other areas and then also work um, in emergency management kind of as a side um, and don't have um, funding to dedicate staff solely to emergency management. And so it is, it is I think, one of those things um, that seems to be Hurting our tribal communities by not being able uh, to have individuals that you can dedicate to go out and get that training.
1: And, that, and that's important. I mean, um, as I've come in and and I learned this myself as well. And I and I can, and I relate it to yeah. If there's no money there, it's hard to identify how how we're going to get these things that we need, right? Um, and when I when I developed myself, I was in a, working for a nonprofit, and there was no money. Uh, assigned to this thing so it's um it's easy for me now having gone through the process and having to look and find ways where I could get the training as little to or no cost to be able to go out and educate those that um on the what's available to them so you, know, at you as as Itima what are you doing, or do you have a program to go out and 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 really say, listen? For those who don't have dedicated monies attached to this type of uh, response training or positions, these are areas that are available to you for little to no cost, uh, such as EMI, CDP, uh, mm-hmm. New Mexico Tech, these things like that that are available and and heavily um, really want the tribal nations to come in and take this training so they could take it back to their tribe um, and and train additional members, but also send more people. So um, these are, these are things that I try to educate people on that they just really don't even practice emergency managers and long okay. life responders don't know certain things exist out there for them that could really benefit not only them, the jurisdiction and, and the profession. So mm-hmm. how does ITEMA uh, see that?
0: Well, um, ITIMA uh, definitely promotes uh, um, just the uh, availability of, Hey, call us. Um, if there's a phone call, uh, and, um, you'll see on our website, um, we, um, can provide technical Uh, assistance in the sense of like, hey, here's the places you need to go, Um, here's where you need to get into kind of that listserv of emergency managers when information comes out, um, and where you can access some of that free uh, training. Um, We also will post, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, um, on our website, um, announcements of those types of training that comes available and serve that. And so it's really important for us as a tribal organization to really promote that um, because some of us and uh, who have been working in emergency management obviously have learned over the years, and, and, and we know exactly for those tribal communities where they're starting from, when they start at the very beginning, and how valuable those resources are to us uh, for training, uh, for getting grants. It is amazing what's out there right now um, in the way of grants for tribal communities, um, specifically to planning, um, to equipment, um, that I am still surprised that tribes are not taking advantage of.
2: Awesome. So Doria, how, how can somebody find you? How can somebody find you now? get a little hint. There is some stuff in the show notes below, but if you're, if you're not, if you're driving down the road and you just want to hear how can they find you?
0: So itema.org uh, that's where you can go directly to find information. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram um, um, and Twitter. That's Jake's side of it, the the Twitter and the Instagram side of it, but um, you can uh, find us um, itema.org or itima. Um, and specific to the Listos California, ITMA uh, 2020, um, is, is where we have more of the Listos uh, preparedness diet specific to California. Um, but if you just go to itma.org, uh, you can find more information about us and how to contact us.
2: Dory, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for, for pitch hitting for Jake and, and he owes you a drink or something he, for that. He for sure.
0: owes <laughs> me big time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, man, Dan, thank you for your time. Uh, Producer Brian's back there somewhere. I don't know where he is. Oh, there he is. Producer Brian, thank you so much for your time today. And everybody, thank you for spending the morning with us uh, here at the e Weekly Show. And again, please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever else you can find us. And also um, on your favorite podcast player. So until next week, stay safe, stay hydrated.